0: 6 Death Race 2000 Batten Spider here we are here we go episode 26 you're not even going to believe 26 episode we're still going I am hyped I'm psyched yeah
1: episode 26 you kidding me I can't wait for episode 126 cuz that's how committed we are to watching movies
0: Dale for you for them for everybody we're here because you folks make it happen. What can we say?
1: We only believe in ourselves because we believe in you, and we believe in the art of garbage, low-budget movies. So thank you.
0: Speaking of uh, artistic, low-budget garbage movies, this week we went ahead and viewed Death Wraith... <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> I know it's so so much gold, I'm just going to leave this dumb I, in I wanna... <laughs> dumb mistake in, Chuck, after. But-
1: 126 episodes. I want a super cut of you failing to say the title of the movie. <laughs> every,
0: Each and every time. Yeah. There's going to be 126 clips. Roger Corman, Paul Bartel, Death Race 2000 is what we watch. And we're going to be getting to that at the bottom of the uh, show segment. Oh, yeah. What else, Chuck? I mean, it's late. I made us record late tonight. So we're just running on like fumes.
1: Oh, man. Right? It's like... Phew. You know what? It's fine Dale. It's like we're standing online at the United Artists Capital City Twin Theater in 1988 waiting for the midnight movie to start. God, that's beautiful. When I was a kid and I would go to that theater, every, before every feature they would play an ad with this little it was like a early computer generated pair of lips with like a top hat and I think a magic wand. Yeah. And it would advertise their midnight movies they would do every weekend. And it blows my mind. It's like, oh my God, like that was not even that long ago. And they were doing cool. I think it was usually Rocky Horror or something like that, or Pink Floyd the Wall. Um, yeah. I think I did have my mom, my mom, I made my mom take me to see Pink Floyd the Wall at midnight at a
0: theater once. Oh, <laughs> F yes, man. <laughs> God damn. I would do that in a heartbeat now. F yes. Yeah.
1: Probably the first time I smelled marijuana. Smoke was in that theater.
0: <laughs> I went to, uh, when I first moved here, this around this time last year, I went to go see Brit Floyd. Oh my, the, what is uh, that? It's the number one uh, touring tribute band to Pink Floyd. Oh. And uh, yeah, that was, there was some marijuana, um, like, what is... What is the, ex- what is the exhaust of a, uh, of a, of a <laughs> just vaporizer? Like, What's that called?
1: Just, just the, the, it's like a tailpipe of a, yeah. of a, like a vaporizer, like a, <laughs> yeah. Just like in front of your face, probably at that concert. I think there's a band that I would see at like every event growing up in central Pennsylvania. They might have something to say about maybe they're the number one Pink Floyd Tribune act. The Machine. Oh. Ever heard of them?
0: Oh, the machine! Yeah, I went to go see the machine. Did you? How are they? They were. I mean, hell, hell, they put on a they put on a great show. They yeah. played a couple songs from Animals, which nice oh, that's is cool. pff, right up there for me, my yeah. friend. And uh, yeah, I it's saw like them. A, in,
1: not a deep cut, but that's like mid level, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. But I love it so. I love Animals so. And uh, yeah. I was wearing an Animal shirt, and then there was somebody else wearing an Animal shirt, and we were waiting in line for the bathroom. And the guy's like, "Hey, we got a couple." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, that's right, man. That's right." <laughs> yeah, it was the the music of the machine was great. It was yeah. just like their stage presence, their um, like it just I, there was I'm no not, no like it wasn't like they're not.
1: I think no they might have had good lights and stuff, but they weren't like trying to look like Pink Floyd, right?
0: Yeah, they were. I mean, they were doing their best, right? And uh, yeah. I'm not like if anybody from the machine. If first I'm of so all, <laughs> look, nobody CC t- c- 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 the machine on Twitter after hearing <laughs> me talk about it. I loved it. Okay, please don't drag me down. But like at the beginning of the machine, like the lead singer did have to click play on his Mac oh, to like start it. the start the show. You know what I mean? Like, oh, why man. couldn't my boy get some help up on the up God. in the? Uh,
1: he yeah, had to hit play. Yeah. What was it? Like, was it like the the sound effects for like what's that from Time, and Dark Side?
0: It was, but it was audio and video. It was like oh, iMovie. God, that and, just
1: breaks the whole illusion.
0: And ha- like halfway through the show, his his laptop battery started going dead, and it would like it came up over <sighs> top of the uh, presentation, like the don't stop, stop this. I can't. <laughs> I can't handle this. Look, no. as a real treat to you guys, I'm going to go ahead and just edit in about 40 minutes of Pink Floyd music to make this all better. And we'll see you guys on the other side.
1: I watched some movies this week, Dale.
0: Yeah, Chuck, tell me. Tell I watched
1: me. two movies that were both early versions of Satanist Satanism depicted on screen. <laughs> I didn't plan this, but it's just, I've been on this kick of watching old universe, mostly universal movies of the, like the, not off brand, but like off monsters. Like they're not, not like the Frankensteins or Draculas, but like the other ones that maybe like Bela Lugosi and Boris Karloff are in and stuff. Um, But actually this one, the first one is actually, it's a Val Luton produced one, The Seventh Victim, which... It looked, it had so much promise. I, I only gave it three stars. It's from 1943. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about a woman who's like involved in like a Satanist cult. and But she like broke some stupid rule and the cult is just trying to get her to kill herself for the whole movie. <laughs> but it's like this mystery or like trying to like, she's like, she's like missing. Like her sister doesn't know where she is. So it's like you're like discovering all the facts through her searching the city, trying to find her sister and people start dying. And, mm-hmm. um, but, but the one standout thing was just this sort of idea that I probably will steal someday was that the, the the Satanist had set this girl up because they, because they wanted her to kill herself. And like, she had talked about killing herself a lot. Like she was obsessed with it and they, rented an apartment above an Italian restaurant that had nothing in it, but a chair and a noose. And they made her like, just stay there for weeks. (laughs) It's like, man, that is sick. Like just forcing someone to be in a room with a noose. It's like, all they're going to think about is that goddamn noose or the chair, but they're probably sitting in the chair.
0: Yeah. Just to be
1: comfortable. Yeah. Um, But it's an interesting movie. Uh, It's, it's worth watching. I think. Just for historical purposes, and then I watched The Black Cat. Absolutely blew me away. It's uh, this is a Boris and Bella jam, and it's about two guys who like served in like a, and I guess it was World War One together, and they're they're reunited, and one is like a, just Eve Boris's character. He's just evil through and through. He's an evil guy. He's got like girls pickled in like these giant glass jars, like in his basement. <laughs> Damn, um, his yeah, and Bela plays a guy who just got out of, like, a gulag after 15 years, so his soul is crushed. Sure. Um, so, he's, like, traveling to, like, kind of confront him and find out what happened to his wife and his daughter. Uh, and it's just kind of these two, like, in a gentlemanly way, kind of just, like, going at it. <laughs> Like in a very polite 1930s way. Yeah. But the ending of this was like, I mean, it's the 30, this was pre code they call it. So yeah, there's some harsh ideas in it, but they, you know, it's still like, they didn't like show blood or anything, but Holy crap, the way this movie ends, I was very satisfied. Like, I think the modern horror fan will be like, Holy crap. (laughs) Uh, there's stuff hinted at. That's, that's pretty intense. Um, and that's even after the, uh, satanic, uh, The attempted, like satanic, like uh, ritual and sacrifice.
0: (laughs) Damn, the black cat, huh? Yeah,
1: it's really good, and it's like it's another one of these, like it's like the black cat. It's like a that's like a post Edgar Allan Poe story, but it has absolutely nothing to do with it. Like, yeah, the only thing is Bela Lugosi is deathly afraid of black cats, and every time he sees one (laughs) in the house, he just screams in horror. (laughs) And it's like it has nothing to do with the plot or anything. (laughs) But holy crap, if you've not seen The Black Cat, man, I, I just, uh, and if you have any affinity for old Hollywood to, you know, and the, these old monster movies, you gotta see this. It's, 1934. it's something else.
0: Yeah. I just put it on my watch list as I was p- both paying attention to you. Yeah. Tell no, me I, about it. No. And surf that, to letterbox.com. It's the greatest compliment. I saw you, I saw you mousing over there and I was like, yes, he's doing it. I watched two of three of uh, Lucio Fulci's...
1: Now, Dale, I'm a Fulci virgin. I don't even know if I've seen any of them besides clips, so...
0: So, yeah, same for me. Um, I watched... uh, So, apparently, there's this trilogy of... um, I forget what the trilogy is called because we're live. I'm going to look it up. It's called the Gates of Hell trilogy. And the first two that I watched are uh, the City of the Living Dead and f- The Beyond. Okay. And the way they are related is in both, a gate to hell is opened. Mm. And, uh, what you have to think about in these two flicks, they're very similar in that um, something evil happens very close to a portal to hell, and apparently in this universe there are seven. Um, don't ask me why or if they all get addressed by the third one or not, but, yeah. um uh, and they take place in the southeastern United States in Louisiana and Georgia, Savannah, Georgia. Uh, but uh, something happens, a, ge- uh, a portal to hell it kind of opens and the dead start coming back to the world. But not just the dead, not zombies, but just like evil shit in general mm. starts like leaking out and influencing the living around the portal and stuff like that. And uh, um when i say like evil stuff i'm not talking about like zombies biting humans but you think of it more in the sense of like phantasm where this like gory stuff will happen cool to the living um in like in creative ways where the the sound effects department really gets to sort of take advantage of um their abilities right and it gets creative it gets super gory and that's probably what, I mean, The Beyond, the second of the two, was a lot more, it made sense. The first one seemed to be more of, like, um, I couldn't really follow the running thread through it. Um, yeah. I hope nobody takes offense to that. Is but that, is it,
1: uh, it, sorry to sidetrack you, is this no. the first one, City Lim- is it really boring?
0: I found it to be boring.
1: Because I... Think, I just can't I just a memory hit me of me watching this like when I was like nineteen with some friends. I mm-hmm. think I may have watched that movie, and I remember being very bored,
0: <laughs> yeah, in the beginning, like a a priest hangs himself mm. and and then, like this loosely based cast is either trying to figure out why this priest did it or how to stop this priest from being undead. Um, it's a little tough to follow, but the you know the effects in it are really second to none. They're very creative. Um, Cool. the beyond takes place in and around this old hotel in Louisiana, like in the Bayou. And it's pretty cool because the basement to the hotel is like always flooded with like calf deep water, but it's, you know, it's Louisiana. So that's just the way it is. And um, (laughs) they like, uh, 60 years ago, they bury this murderer behind the walls and, um, like just bad stuff happens when this murderer is found by Joe the plumber, and <laughs> and just gory gory stuff happens, and I, that's all I could really say yeah. without. It's not you know there is a plot, but it's loose, but it's just like a way to just get the effects they're they're due and yeah, make some gross stuff happen. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I will eventually watch the third. I got to just you know make some time for it. But if anything, it it was. In in a way, it's a it was a bat and spidery kind of movie that I wish we had saved that I had yeah. saved for the show. But also, it's almost like it's so highly regarded, mm. and um, in that way, it's almost like it doesn't it's not bat and spider material.
1: Yeah, I mean, but as far as I know, Fulci, he made a ton of movies, right? So there's like
0: yeah, there's got to be a like, lot
1: we could we could pick from. Yeah. To, uh, do some episodes on
0: let's talk about
1: this roger corman classic from 1975 in a fictional fictional version of the year 2000 the u.s government is run by i guess fascists who love a good death sport to keep its citizens busy with Mm bloodlust the annual death rates piss pits (laughs) the annual death race pits is it five motorists dale five writing this i couldn't remember is it five whatever Five motorists in a fatal race across the country. Uh, And the way they, I mean, yeah, they want to be first, but the more citizens they run over, the more points they get. Um, But all through this race, as we watch, there's a faction of rebels who are trying to bring down this sickening sport and the government that uh, puts it on display to it, bringing it to its knees. Uh, Will they be successful? Let's find out together in Death Race 2000, Dale.
0: What a freaking premise to a movie, right? First and foremost, this is the first time I've ever seen this. I couldn't help but draw comparisons, probably unfairly, to The Running Man, which The Running Man came after. So, Death Race 2000, originator of- This would be
1: a great double feature. Yes. Those two movies, I think. Yeah,
0: for sure. Absolutely, same concept, same uh, themes. Themes, and even like uh, Rollerball. I just watched Rollerball for the
1: first time. Same idea. Oh but, wow! But that's more like dystopian government. Who their main sport is rollerball? That's really deadly. Man, that mo- that
0: movie's boring as bees. <laughs> okay, <laughs> unfortunately, that's what I always got out of Rollerball. That's James Caan, oh, right? Is he in that? Yeah,
1: yeah, and he is just like. It's like watching paint dry that guy in that movie. Okay. He did not care.
0: (laughs) Okay. That's what all I remember from Rollerball 2. And obviously, probably when I... Last time I would have saw that, I wouldn't have understood any of the uh, theme, theming running through it, you know? So, this director...
1: Tell me about this director. Because we know him as an actor. I think we touched on him last uh, last week, briefly.
0: Paul Bartell, he starred in... He's in, like, like two minutes of Chopping Mall in the very beginning when they're, like, um, showing off the model robots and stuff. And he's, like, sitting in the audience. He's <laughs> yeah. one of the mall workers, like, busting the chops. Uh, he's in that. He's in a movie called Eating Raoul that I always see the cover art for. Mm. And, and t- Tubi or somebody is always trying to get me to watch it. And, and it's, like, a horror comedy, it sounds like. He's um, one of the Frogers in European Vacation. Um, Pig and the Poke winner, and he's been in a lot of stuff that you would probably recognize if you took a look at him. And, yeah. uh, yeah, so he directed this, and randomly enough, I guess he added uh, a lot more humor to it that Corman ended up taking back out of the movie. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, with, uh, they've, they were at odds with it for, um, a little bit i think he was a little miffed after the fact you could totally feel that like
1: there is this movie sways from macho kind of action like you know yeah people in muscle cars with really silly stuff <laughs> yes arguably the main character is uh is frankenstein played by carradine mm-hmm. wait which carradine is it john carradine it's uh david carradine david david carradine yeah David Carradine, you probably know him uh, from Kill Bill, if you're yep. uh, under 30 years old, probably, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got a, a young Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, Chuck, high five like, there. Whew, wow, this is, I mean, this is pre-Rocky, right? Is, I mean, Pre- I don't know Rocky. if it's his first movie, but it's, it must be pretty close.
0: Yeah, like this is, it's so funny to see this now because even- pre-rocky you're still getting who sylvester stallone is sylvester stallone playing sylvester fully formed
1: yeah he's got he's got it all like it's right there he's just ready
0: (laughs) yes it's just you open the can and that's that's him like his accent his attitude his way of speaking his mannerisms that's rocky in that car that's uh Demolition Man. That's, you know, whoever mm-hmm. it is, that's that's who it is. The real Don Steele apparently is a radio DJ and he's um, Junior, somebody in the movies, like the announcer. Yeah, so like every like five minutes, like, I mean, this is a
1: true race movie. So like every five minutes, Don Jr., whoever, he would pop up on screen with his like <laughs> see-through plastic futuristic microphone <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. talk about what's happening. In the very beginning, it's not concerned with like, hey, here's your main character, or like, like they're just going to jump into the race and introduce you to these wacky racers <laughs> who are involved in this race. They're crazed fans in the stands, uh, and like the deacon, he's like the religious leader who's like opening the ceremonies.
2: Today, the five bravest young men and women in this bravest of nations will risk their lives in the greatest sporting event since the days of Spartacus, three days hence, a new American champion will be crowned for
1: all the world to behold
2: in awe, in
1: respect,
2: in And fear.
1: references to this Mr. President, who they always call, don't they always, they always call him Mr. President. It's never the president. It's always Mr. President. Mr. President, president
0: yeah. <laughs> and they treat you, the movie viewer, as one of the, like, entertainment-loving like, sheeple. Yeah. <laughs> which is great, a great tactic when real Don Steele is on screen and he's introducing you to each of the race car crews and stuff like that. He, he's just talking to you, you fat American loser. Like, <laughs> Yes. Like, turn the other cheek and enjoy this, like, sport, this death sport as we feed it to you so you can ignore, like, all the crap we're doing wrong with government, right? Like, I love that aspect, how they just treat you, like... One of them. Totally.
1: Yeah. It, it's like you're, wa- I mean, it's like Running Man. It's like you're watching this like futuristic satellite fed television program, uh, but made on a super Roger Corman low budget yeah. in 1975 <laughs> <laughs> and trying to guess what the year 2000 was.
0: It's just so the pomp and circumstance and like the characters. So it, they're not just race car drivers, you know, they're not just F1 drivers. No. like They're themed pro wrestlers, basically. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they're very they're very much characters in that pro wrestling model where they all, they all have like colorful get-ups and they they're coordinated with their
0: cars and their navigators are also wearing similar outfits. And um, and it's all like when you think of wacky races from, you know, uh uh Looney Tunes or the Hanna-Barbera wacky races from probably 10 years before this, it's yeah. I mean it's that. Like yeah. they just took that <laughs> concept and and worked it into this Model of like US government sponsored sports entertainment to keep, you yeah. know, the people happy, like, you know, uh, like Roman, the Roman Coliseum in a way, like just yeah, give people yeah. what they want. And
1: very much so that because it's, there's a huge dose of, of
0: violence that is injected into right. wacky races in this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they all have their navigators, which through some conversation, you find out, it's not just somebody who, like, gives you directions, but these people, they work and they earn their spot and they become, like, their sexual partners to the drivers yeah. if that's what the driver wants. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they might not even have this relationship with the driver before they meet at this race, just like Frankenstein's navigator. Uh, yeah. But they've, they've earned their spot through, you know, being underneath that and, and, and eventually they get called up, but... They're also there to like service the driver in any way they need to be there for them. Yeah. Uh, like, like, uh, beverages while they're driving. They need a beverage <laughs> with right. a metal yeah. straw, <laughs>
1: huge metal straw, huge metal <laughs> thermos. It's like carotene. Carotene's got some chompers. I was worried about his teeth on, with that metal straw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you
0: hit like the slightest bump with these <laughs> cars. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: I mean, how fast were they going, Dale? Five minutes into the movie, they're already in Pennsylvania. And then they introduce the the scoring system. They have like a guy come on the TV that tells you.
2: Women are still worth 10 points more
1: than men in all age brackets. But teenagers now rack
0: up 40 points. And toddlers under 12 now rate a big 70 points. The big score, anyone, any sex
1: over 75 years old has been upped. To
0: 100 points. What these five drivers do is, over the course of three days, there's three legs to this race, and they're just racing cross-country from Manhattan to L.A., and they meet, at the end of uh, the first two days, they meet at the centralized location where they are lavished upon and and massaged, and they eat these celebratory dinners. And Like, the the last thing I would want to do after (laughs) racing for 12 hours is... (laughs) Like to get a shower and get dressed up and have to go to this dinner, but yeah, I guess eat that's dinner al-
1: with my competitors. Yeah,
0: no thanks. I guess that's all part of like that's why you need to have the right stuff. You need to be yeah. prepared to uh, race in this transcontinental race. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't
1: know. Were they on camera
0: for those parts, or were they only on camera when they were racing? I only, uh, th- I only got the feeling that they were on camera when they were racing.
1: Yeah. I mean, there was always that lady who was doing interviews who like, she was like this big personality with a microphone is always yeah. like my, they're my best friend, you know? Yeah. Yeah. She was, Claiming <laughs> that everyone is their best friend. She was pretty good. Yeah. Um, she had a good personality. Like that's your setup. And it's, and I'm glad they did this other plot where there's the rebels who are like not happy with the government. And they're like these kind of, um, I was like rooting for them cause they looked like they look like the working man. Like they were, their headquarters were in like a factory. Hell they yeah. Like dressed up as like, you know, just workers and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and they were led by this old lady named Thomasina Payne. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, there, and what we find out is that Frankenstein's navigator mm-hmm. is a rebel and she's secretly worked her way up to become his navigator. And she's part of a plot to sabotage the race, which I thought was cool. It, it added, it, it definitely added some much-needed, like, just other plot and definitely other, like, uh, opposing force to uh, to what was just basically a race of violence across the country. Which I probably would have been fine with, but right, um, I'm glad there was a little bit, a little bit more meat on the bone. Yeah, there.
0: it was cool that they had this, uh, you know, plot uh, that was sort of, um, you know, obviously fighting against what this race was about and what, you know, yeah. they're feeding you even down to, I mean, and this is where running man starts to draw into comparison. Again, during the race, the rebels steal the satellite feed and start like yeah. pumping you the truth. <laughs> Thomasina gets on camera that's and it's right. like, you know, the government is lying to you. Like yeah. that's all, it's all running man stuff. Whenever people are like, what about, you know, the rebels, they always say it's the
1: French that are uh, <laughs> yes. sabotaging the race. Like <laughs> instead of like admitting, on television that yeah. there are rebels it's like there's no rebels what are you talking about oh my that's God. super i mean that's like you know rule number one in fascism rule book right there yeah like this movie was a lot smarter than i expected it to mm-hmm. be with all that all those details um and it's probably because you know these people lived through world war ii you know a lot of them who probably like wrote this so they they you know it, it was still it
0: wasn't that far away right uh of how that stuff worked right um To think back in 75 when this was made, I mean, you know, you had road atlases, but that's all. So, the Navigator, like, the really, the Navigator does serve this purpose of, like, now, (laughs) what we have at Death Race 2000 is these cars, like, even in 75, there were interstates, right? And if you're driving from Manhattan to St. Louis... You could stick to the interstate, but most of Death Race two thousand is these cars taking these back dirt roads. Like this is going (laughs) to shave off two miles, you know, on your way to St. Louis. I I doubt that. Like maybe you just stay on the interstate, but you know what they do is um, they 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 set up that each driver has their own way of driving, and they might want to take certain routes because you know, in to them, it shaves off five minutes or or whatever, which I find funny because like the first two days, as long as you make it to your destination. Yeah. They all just like hang out together. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just show up. Yeah. You yeah. Don't, it doesn't matter. The only thing that would be different is now, you know, if you and I worked for the roads department, Chuck, in our, yeah. in, in our city, like if we knew death race Was coming up today. Like, let's do work that doesn't involve work on the road. Like, there are so many people just randomly out on the road that it's just like, okay, you stupid asses. I mean, you're going to get murdered for for points and camera. I liked the concept of it. It's so fucked up, but it was euthanasia day (laughs) at the old folks' home. So yeah, You you just see these nurses like wheeling out old people to just put in the middle of the road. Yeah, there's even like yeah. an old man on a hospital bed laying flat just in the middle of the road. So sick. Jesus Christ, get off the road. But what does Frankenstein do? He he does he
1: avoids all of those old people, right? Yeah. And he just he, and he goes like in the uh like I don't know, in the other lane and mows down like 12 nurses. <laughs> and we just see it's so hilarious how it's done. Like he just like it's kind of like you're it's the car's behind a wall but you can see kind of where it's driving yeah and as it goes you just see it, like nurse bodies like flying <laughs> into the air <laughs> and then they put
0: one body on the hood of the car yeah as it like drives <laughs> away and the, the yeah. body's like pinned like backwards
1: oh man i loved the goofiness of the violence so did i it was i was in love it was much more looney tunes than uh than mad max yes yeah. The creepiest things was they set up this whole thing with a, a super fan of Frankenstein, this girl who's wearing a t-shirt with the big F on it. And she like, she like somehow gets into like where they're, one of their pit stop, like convention centers and yeah. like, like talks to him and, and like just saying like, I love you. And right. And like, she like, I think she like wants him to like open up and love her back or something, something weird. Um, but he's just like you know he's in he's in full leather outfit and just like yeah. whatever kid get out of here yeah and, and then like he's back in the race like the next day and she's just out there like with her with her other groupies and she's just standing in the middle of the road ready yeah and to be she, and she's got by like the favorite
0: driver she's got like the ceremonial gown on like she's yeah. ready to give herself and to die the way Frankenstein would want yeah to kill and he ones. just does it. He no just hesitation. does it. He just does it.
1: <laughs> I was like,
0: "Come on, Frank, man!" Oh, that's what I love about this movie. <laughs> I know. And what about the like? You you find out through conversation of of David Carradine to his navigator, but it, David Carradine is like Jason Bourne, like, and Frankenstein. Frankenstein yeah. is just a concept. I loved that. Oh my God! I, it blew. I, at my, First, I was let down because right.
1: they. They do the reveal where his mask. He takes his mask off, and it's just oh, it's just regular old David Carady yeah. under there.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just David Carady. Yeah, the
1: scars are fake; they're part of the mask. Which I mean, it's pretty genius. Uh, but I was a little mad.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> at first. Yeah, it would have been so hella cool to have yeah. an actual like pieced meal man.
1: Yeah, but then, but then, yeah, I think it was like a pre-coital scene right uh he he reveals that yeah i'm like i'm just one in a line of frankenstein's of government made people trained Ugh. to be frankenstein the racer you know yeah oh and he said he said i'm the last of i'm probably the last one which he didn't give any reason for but i guess he knew he was like the last one yeah out of the
0: factory or something yeah like before they shut treadstone down yeah yeah <laughs> And yeah, it's just it it was I mean, it was just a legend, like the legend of Frankenstein that nobody knows about, but you know, he and her now. So crazy. It's so ripe. I
1: feel like that concept, like you could do you could do a modern version of this, like even just focusing on that character. Like mm-hmm. I just I love that so
0: much. I know. <laughs> I wanted more of it. Yeah. That's how I felt. Yes. I was like, man, I, I know. This. Like, just <laughs> too much racing getting in the yeah. way of yeah. like this badass <laughs> character. He has like a history that we don't even. Yeah. Joe Viterbo is, is such a character. But I think. Oh, my God. Um, The second night when they're all convened and they're, you know, this convention center and they're like having this lavish dinner, like, one of the things that I think Paul Bartell got to leave in and i would have liked there has to be more scenes bookending this scene but sylvester Stallone has like pie whipped cream all over his face and fingers <laughs> yes and it was so, i know there's something missing there's something missing because he's just like it's so funny to see yeah. he's such a, a like an <laughs> asshole character that he's just got whipped cream smeared all over his face to to like a caricature degree yeah. It's hilarious, but there's got to be a scene where he gets it on himself, and nobody is telling him, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh
1: god, that would be so good.
0: Uh, yeah, and the, I feel like that that whole dinner
1: scene. I feel like you're right. Like now knowing that the, it was cut up after the fact, I bet there was there. God. I bet there was a lot of stuff in that scene.
0: I know. <laughs> there's there's got to be like just something cutting because Viterbo yeah. such an a douche. And oh, he's, he's like so worst. angry. He's got these anger issues that he's got to have. Like, there's just got to be this like silly, you know, smear. Get just yeah. like he's just like every time he touches something, he's just multiplying the whipped cream that's just everywhere. I mean, he was like he was a good villain. I mean, they
1: they make him a straight up villain because he 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 had a proclivity for getting mad at the women around him and physically like, yeah. attacking them, yeah. and it was like,
0: holy shit, <laughs> yeah. man, uh, this guy fucking sucks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. And uh, the one old man who's, like, fish, trout fishing, he, like, calls him oh. Frankenstein. <laughs> <Yeah>. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna kill you in about two seconds. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> and he chases him, chases him down a stream. <laughs> yeah, with his...
0: He drives his car into a creek, chasing down <laughs> this
1: old fisherman just to kill him.
0: So many people just trying to <laughs> outrun a car but like doing the, you know that's 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 was the hardest part was trying to justify the amount of stupid people that won't get off the road fast enough you know what I mean like yeah these people never get out of their cars but they're still managed to to hunt their prey I bet I bet you that they're the writer of this movie that might have been a seed
1: like they're just like frustrated at the kids in their neighborhood who won't get out of the street and that was like the seed of their idea for death race yeah yeah (laughs) Thinking of the driver's deaths, um, there was another Looney Tunes moment. So the the Nazi, Matilda the Hunt, the way she died is, I I don't know if it was the rebels again, but they set up like a false tunnel. Oh my god! <laughs> like, yeah, like they made they put up a detour sign so they could get her off the the main road, and then they set up this like big wooden wall that looked like a painted tunnel on it. Yeah, like, you know, like like the Road Runner, <laughs> why the Coyote would do. And she just drives through this and it's on like, it's just at the top of a cliff. And she just, (laughs) she's like, oh, fuck. And just goes down a cliff. Like, it's amazing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's the other problem at that point with no uh, Apple Maps or whatever to like, let you know, legit detours. Yeah yeah (laughs) like matilda's all pissed off like detour i can't afford a detour right now but she says detour wrong like the tour yeah you see the crew like putting up the wall they're like pushing it upwards like a like a theater (laughs) crew (laughs) yeah got them silly
1: there was a weird aspect to this movie where like you could tell they like they got their shooting permits but they just like it was you know they didn't have budget to have like regular cars and stuff out like they just like had cleared roads (laughs) and like no one around like that was a lot of this movie that's right i don't know what it was if they got like permits to shoot on freeways and were just like you know they just didn't have money to have like regular cars out or people it was just
0: like so much empty spot space yeah you're right like they're going cross country and you see no other cars on the road at all yeah Yeah, it's weird you're right. I mean, Frankenstein's not stupid. Early on, he figures out that his yeah. navigator is working for the rebels. Like, he's no dummy. But as it turns out on the home stretch, he reveals that he is also a di- from, of a different faction of rebel, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so he's been through this government training, and obviously he's probably just sick of, like, the crap. So yeah. the reason he wants to win is so he can shake the Mr. President's hand and he, like, takes his glove off and he literally has <laughs> a prosthetic hand with half a grenade embedded into the palm of his hand. And he calls it <laughs> yeah. a hand grenade. I, yeah.
1: But Yeah. Uh, and I question the design. Like, if you're, if you want this hand grenade to be a secret, <laughs> right. why put, like, the grenade
0: dimples poking <laughs> right. out of the your metal flesh hand? Yeah. Like. Like, get. <laughs> Just if you're a prop guy, just get something else yeah. that uh, that has like uh, get anything else that doesn't look like a grenade and call it a grenade. <laughs>
1: he's sweating there. He's like, I don't know, I don't know what to make this right. look like other than a grenade. <laughs> I don't, I, I can't do it.
0: I don't know what to do. <laughs> he's like, he goes over to the set of the Vietnam movie, like being shot next yeah. door or something. <laughs> and he's like, You got any grenades? And then he's just like, I'll yeah. cut it in half. <laughs> we we'll use and we'll Put paint some it silver. On it. hand grenade oh god that joke they love that
1: joke yeah uh but but he didn't get to use that hand grenade for the president oh that got used to take out old joe machine gun viterbo
0: yeah because he's such a a Um, thorn in the side pain in the ass
1: yeah it ends up with those two they're like the last two racers and they're like you know they're they're doing the classic like you know uh, butting into each other with the sides of their cars mm-hmm. Frankenstein's navigator Annie she decides to take his his hand off and hook it <laughs> over there
0: <laughs> and it's like uh, uh, it just like lands on Joe's navigator's floor yeah. and she's like it's a hand I don't know what it is and, and Joe yeah, Viterbo's yeah. just freaking out the entire time he's just screaming <laughs> in a sliced alone voice what is it I ought to slap you yeah. he's like I ought to beat slap your face or something hand.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a hand. Yeah, he's just mad that she that he, she's like interrupting him while
0: he's driving. Yeah. <laughs> That's all he's mad about. It's like it's
1: a hand. There's a hand there.
0: <laughs> he's just so mad and it blows up Ugh. Rest in Peace Joe yeah. for Turbo.
1: <laughs> Cut to like a the, the the celebration the ceremony at the end. They're going to crown Frankenstein the winner and he's like up on this this like stage over over the highway. And we see Frankenstein going up. It's going to shake the president's hand. Um, But all of a sudden, the leader of the resistance is in the crowd and she shoots Frankenstein in the shoulder. And it's like chaos. And you're like, holy crap, what's going on? Um, But they pull Frankenstein's mask off and it's his navigator. It's not even him. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And in all the chaos, uh, the president's like, holy crap, what's going on? And all of a sudden we see the lizard mobile come out <laughs> yeah. of the distance and, and it's uh David Carradine comes up from, he's like hiding underneath and he's naked. Yeah, he's,
0: <laughs> he's completely naked. Maybe he's got his black yeah. leather underwear on maybe. Oh, he had a black leather underwear, yeah. of course. But, uh, and he he, 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 but he's like yeah. David Car He's like, like almost zero body fat, like Kung Fu <sighs> show, David Carradine. Like he's got yeah. nothing to him.
1: Yeah. Scrawny man. Yeah,
0: and he uh he he jettisons his lizard car towards the like the <laughs> big dais that Mr. President yeah. is on, and he like crashes right into it. Yeah. So he gets and he his Kills the president. Kills the president <laughs> as he wanted to. Yeah,
1: and like the crowd starts chanting Frankenstein. Like after the initial shock wears off, everyone's like, "Yeah, there's rules," and they like they hold him up and start chanting no, Frankenstein. I know Frankenstein. <laughs>
0: loved it so, so it's like, much. Yeah, it's like that you just gave them what they want. Like they just killed yeah. your president and <laughs> yeah. they're just loving it. They're loving it. Love it.
1: And then they even top that. And then they cut to Frankenstein marrying his um his navigator and they're calling him President Frankenstein. <laughs> Mr. President Frankenstein. <laughs> Mr. President Frankenstein. And now he's the president. Yeah. And he's like he's putting all the rebels in charge of everything. <laughs> <Yeah. and> like
0: <laughs> he canceled the death race and a bot. Yeah. Uh, Oh God, it's great. Oh my God. It's everybody's <laughs> freaking out. They're just loving it. But they're also like, yeah. uh, they realize they're kind of out of a job and the real Don Steele junior, junior day or whatever his name is. Yeah. Like he's the flamboyant, you know, he, he's been with us from the very beginning announcing this race and stuff. And like the, mm-hmm. this race is his life. He's like, you can't do that. This is the, this is what the people want. This is, this yeah. is a yearly tradition and uh, Mr. President and his wife like climb into the car and they just run him over.
1: They're, I think she says something like, are you sick of listening to this? And he's like, yeah. Yeah. I didn't run him over. <laughs>
0: It was so awesome oh god and it's like f- like uh his plastic invisible like microphone just microphone, like f- like flies yeah. up in the air and they're just oh. clapping for him like it's just chaos and he and they're like they when he drives
1: out it looks like it's like an abandoned mall parking lot they shot this in or something
0: <laughs> <laughs> i loved it yeah yeah oh my god It was, Uh, it was, it was fantastic. I mean, God, I love this movie.
1: I like it even better. I mean, an aspect of us doing this show is I, I often like enjoy these, some of these movies better after talking with you
0: about them. Yeah. (laughs) I know,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah. Like there is like, it's, I love so much in this movie, but there were times where I was like bored. Like Mm -hmm. the racing is not, (laughs) the racing action is not very well done. Like. Like, imagine if they had just gotten some, like, like real, like, stunt dudes who, like, did, like, you know, the original Gone in 60 Seconds or whatever, like, in the mm-hmm. 70s, and you know, to do some really cool. And maybe it was just, like, you know, the way they shot it. Like, it wasn't, they didn't have, like, you know, a good crew to shoot action like that. Right. Um, And also, there was a, oh, there was a fist fight between Frankenstein and Machine Gun Joe that was, like, terrible. It was it was like I was like I was like rooting I was like please get better get better yeah, as yeah. the fight went on right. but I was just like eh, it's just like it looks wimpy and that's not that's a great word it just wasn't fun to watch It just <laughs> looked
0: wimpy it looked yeah, wimpy yeah and it it, it yeah. was like uh it looked like a fake fistite from like a nineteen forties movie or something yeah exactly yeah
1: yeah it just wasn't it just didn't give me what I wanted for a a movie that was so good with its bloodlust, like i just wanted Mm -hmm. uh, you know more visceral fighting and more and the car i wanted the cars to feel more menacing i -hmm. think and just like i don't know i don't know yeah i'm not a cinematographer so i can't like i feel like i can't describe what i want but yeah you know i've seen movies with cars where you know they they just really good at getting that feeling of you know of roaring engines down a highway
0: and it and and it's more to that, it's I know I know what you're trying to say, and I I also yeah. I can't put put it into words what it's lacking. But I mean, these cars are like they're like the go karts that you find on the New Jersey boardwalk, <laughs> like, and it costs yeah. you thirty dollars for a five minute ride. Um, they're yeah. not like cars in the sense that we know, but they are like Looney Tunes themed. Yeah, they look like cars, made up cars. Yeah, yeah, but. It, this movie has a lot going for it. it's super unique should we uh wrap up the convo yeah death race 2000 check it out
1: yeah i think it's a win
0: i think it's a one you should watch this i movie. think it's a win just yeah. the world building it's great world building
1: because i mean it may be lack of budget but they didn't it's not like in your face like it's just like yeah. implied stuff
0: and we have ourselves some uh, emails and voicemails to get to can people leave us voicemails and send us emails dale Chuck, yes, they can. We have an email address, batandspiderpod at gmail.com. Write us your emails. Send us your voice memos, however you want to record uh, your voice. Send it to that email address or call the official Bat and Spider hotline. Our phone number is 315-544-0966. And then I just connect a couple wires. Boop, boop. And you leave your voicemail there, and I can play it right here on our podcast. First one, our f- from our friend Severin. I was wondering if you guys have a thirty-one days of October list. I made mine midway through September, and I started today with street trash.
1: <laughs> mm, classic. I love that. Yeah.
0: Music. Um. No. Honestly, I don't have a thir- I don't have a list. Yeah. Me neither.
1: I, yeah. I, I'm. I'm not very fun with these October like lists and things. Like I just never. Yeah i'm watching we're watching these movies anyway
0: <laughs> yeah it's like right. it feels like extra work <laughs> to like have to make a list and have to watch a movie every day like and as much as uh, i'm too much of a realist to uh know that i can't make any i can't make myself a list and hold myself to it not in my not my chaotic yeah. lifestyle you kidding me i am a i am a creature of
1: whim like whatever yeah. I'm obsessed with in the moment. Like I'm not gonna be able to pick
0: something I wanna watch three weeks in advance. Yeah, no <laughs> way. Uh and no way. no way I will watch it. Next up, um, TJ Hamilton. TJ Hamilton on the Instagram. Hey, guys. Nice. Love the show, but you missed some of the truly gross aspects of Shivers. Wow, did we? Okay. I was a kid in the (laughs) 70s. Did you see the decor in those apartments and bathrooms? People really (laughs) decorated like that in the 70s. It was gross. (laughs) Wow. Uh, that water pick David Schwimmer was cleaning his teeth with in the first scene. We had one, we had one of those. It was gross. Did we talk about the water pick? Uh, no, I, and I wanted to. I mean, I made, I made a note in my phone. That water pick was grotesque <laughs> and it was a uh, medieval. It was shoved in his mouth.
1: Like they didn't really show it like he he didn't have his teeth out and like going to town right it was just sort of like in his li- his closed lips right. but but yeah i guess i guess back then that the water pick was probably seen as like the a, a futuristic like flossing I know, toothbrush right? right
0: like especially in your futuristic apartment complex you yeah. know i remember i
1: asked my dental hygienist last year about water picks i was like are they any good and she's like no they you should just floss <laughs> they they're not very good <laughs> wow truth comes
0: out yeah, I'm glad you asked. I mean, because they're tempting. It seems fun. It right? does. It does seem fun. But that thing yeah. is going to sit on your sink, and you're going to use it twice a year, and your your mirror is going to look disgusting. <laughs> you know that. Yeah, I, I I bet that is a pretty messy operation. Yeah, because you got to have your mouth open to see what you're doing, right? Yeah. So it's just going to be splat. Gonna... Your the lenses of your glasses are going to be just splayed. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm glad Tim
1: brought up the. The, the decorated the decor of the apartments in the building because i read that they literally put the crew just put advert like like flyers in the the elevator of the real building and we're like hey can, <laughs> if you're up for it can we use your apartment to shoot a movie oh in? my god that's amazing so they were like just decorate they were decorated by real people like it was not set dressed that's, it was just like
0: people's real apartments that's badass <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's like it's real Next up, Hobo Salary on the Instagram. I just finished Death Race 2000. Been wanting to see it forever, and Dale's pick was just the kick in the ass I needed. Growing up, The Road Warrior was one of the few VHS tapes I owned. That meant many repeat viewings, and as a result, a penchant for batshit car movies. (laughs) I'd love to hear you two discuss the Ozploitation classic Dead End Drive-In, or a favorite of mine, 1977's The Car starring, starring James Brolin and Ronnie Cox. Anyhow, Death Race 2000 was a blast. Keep bringing the hits and I'll keep listening. Dang, I want I I don't know those movies. I want to watch those. Yeah. Holy cow. I I for some reason I think I've heard of the I I've heard of The Car, but that's all I know. Yeah. I think I remember seeing the movie poster for The Car, but Dead End Drive-In? Okay. Yeah. Osploitation? Oh yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. We need to, yeah, we need to check the Oz Ozploitation um, checkbox yeah. at some point. Th- That's awesome. Thanks for those wrecks. Yeah.
0: Thanks, Hobo. Next up, are pal Yoli. Yoli. Hi, Chuck and Dale. I enjoyed Death Race 2000 way more than I expected to. A car racing movie with Sly Stallone sounded a bit <laughs> eh to me at first, and I considered skipping it. But then I thought, hey, I'm along for the ride on this bat and Spider coaster wherever it may lead. So uh, so I opted to dive in, and I'm glad I did. It was ridiculous, sure, but a fun ride. David Carradine was sassy, the blood splatter and explosions were a lot of fun, and the hilarity of futuristic films shot in the 70s never disappoints. But my favorite part was Calamity Jane's bedazzled helmet. (laughs) Super into it. And you know, it would make a super easy Halloween costume. Get a cheap helmet, spray paint blue as needed, bedazzle with rhinestones, lace, and those embroidered rose things. And voila. So fun. Cheers, Yoli. Uh, Thanks, Yoli. Yeah, I'm glad
1: you came on the uh, death race trip with us. Better to do it with us rather than out in the wilds by yourself. Yeah. you know?
0: Yeah. You know what happens if you, uh, you know, you just like happen to be socializing and you see somebody and you say, oh, you know, I watched Death Race 2000. What kind uh, of look yeah, are you going to go over?
1: Yeah. That's going to be an
0: awkward night. Yeah. For both of Yoli, you. Yoli, you did the right thing. Yeah. Thank you, Yoli. Next up. Oh, technical advisor Slim. 70 millimeter Uh-oh. podcast, 70 millimeter pod, uh, 70mmpod.com, I think. Uh, yeah. He writes, hi, what's it going to take for old Dale to watch scanners or Videodrome? <laughs> <laughs> he wants us to continue the Cronenberg the train. I know, huh? yeah. He wants me to see, like, not open wounds, but open <laughs> David Cronenberg wounds. Uh... Oh man! Like even the yeah, o- I don't know if you could hint. even the open wounds in history of violence were not just open wounds; they were just o- they were like Cronenberg yeah. wounds. So you've never you've never seen Videodrome. Uh, no, I've never seen it. I've seen like parts of it. Chuck's upper yeah. lip and <laughs> just now. <laughs> He's just like <laughs> just. I'm just thinking about you squirming in your seat. Yeah, I know. And my buddy just asked when it's going to take for me to watch it. So he called me out. Uh... What about
1: Existens? Have you seen that
0: one? Uh no. Slim, I will keep you updated. Maybe I'll surprise you with <laughs> yeah. with uh, Michael Ironsides. Michael oh, and Dale. Yeah. But actually
1: of all those, I want you to see scanners. I mean, that's like my favorite of, of those. Yeah. All right, Slim I you I heard to heard it here scanners. first. Uh Chuck wants me to watch scanners. I'm not I'm less of a I'm not a huge video drum guy. I know it's like everyone loves video drum, but it, it didn't hit me that hard when I saw it. I don't know. Maybe
0: I'll surprise Whatever. everybody and watch both. We'll save it. We'll save it. Oh, uh, so this is, a, this is a follow-up from our boy Severin. Dear Bat and Spider, I would like to say I think the Discord server is great. I wanted to thank you again for the invite. And I read that only only on the air to uh, remind everybody that we have a Discord server now, Chuck.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, It's been going great. We're uh, chatting up a storm over there, and people are sharing pictures of their their movie collections and posters and all kinds of stuff. Um, yeah. So please join us over there. And if you go to now, if you go to bat uh, they'll, you'll be confronted with a page of links to get everything we talk about on the show, including the discord. Um, yeah. And yeah, it, the link up there should work. Uh, I know I had some trouble with people <laughs> getting it to work cause I, we're new to discord, so we're still figuring it out. Yeah. But the link should work now and you can come in and join us and don't be scared. I, I, I feel like a lot of people are like, what's a discord. Um, yeah. So I feel like our audience skews a little older and discords for like, what are they called? Zoomers, <laughs> the, <laughs> the generation Z, uh, that live on Twitch and stuff and yeah. they talk through discord. Um, we could f- but yeah, it's, it's cool. It's a great way. It's like, it's like Twitter without everyone watching. Yeah. <laughs> for a small community
0: you know it's, we get some good conversations and if uh you know just join you don't have to talk and maybe you just feel comfortable to jump in every once in a while once you see what discord is about and we're uh you know we're a friendly bunch over there. there's a couple of us and we're uh yeah. we're chatting it up lurkers welcome. yeah
1: absolutely you don't have to talk you just watch us
0: jaw and yeah as chuck mentioned uh no more needing to go to our instagram link bio to check anything out we uh, everything is streamlined go to bat and and chuck set up a cool way to be able to just hit everything so don't you don't have to check show notes you don't have to check instagram bang yeah bookmark it make it your make it your start page <laughs> please <laughs> okay. this is a portion where we get into the uh, voicemail segment and first up is from our friend video nasty himself dirk who, oh, no. who warns us, yo, 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 sorry I didn't watch the film you were doing and it's a two-minute voicemail. <laughs> oh As God. Kurt Cobain might say, all apologies. Here we go. Strap in.
2: Hello, this is Dirk. Dirk, feel good <laughs> calling in to Bat and Spider Pod. How are you guys doing? Are you all right? Yeah, yeah. We're Let's good, dispense with yeah, the foreplay thanks. and get straight to the nudie prod. This week I watched a film I'd never seen before. The Beast Master. Oh Ooh. my God. More happens in the first five minutes of this movie than in the entirety of that there film, Midsummer, that goes on for four hours. A child <laughs> is taken from its mother's womb and magically transported into a cow's udder. And then later what? on, within a few minutes, the witch who did this delivers the child and is about to sacrifice it before the most dad-looking person I've ever seen in the world happens upon the scene and kills the witch with a boomerang blade.
0: Hell yeah. It's crackers. Welcome.
2: And then, how about this? Later on, some ferret looks like it's going to die in quicksand, and I was more emotionally invested in that scene than I was in who Ray's parents were in Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Talk to me about Mark Singer. Talk to me about him. Uh I don't think he had a drink of water or any carbohydrates for the three years before this film. That guy was ripped to shreds. He was. What about when he was just running in the water, swinging his sword around, just having a laugh because he had a great big sword? I'd do that too if I had a great big sword. I'd run around just swinging it in the water. (laughs) Oh... It's a shame he was engaging in a bit of casual sexual assault, wasn't it? Probably be named in the Me Too movement if it was modern day times. And yeah. there's a fair few boobs in this film, but no willies. Bit of a discrepancy. <laughs> but I very much enjoyed it. I grew up on Hawk the Slayer. Not this film, but what a beautiful experience. Thank you, Bat and Spider, for introducing it to my life. Love you. Peace out. Wow.
0: Holy smokes! He watched The Beastmaster, and and he just recorded uh,
1: an episode of a podcast for Beastmaster. <laughs> <laughs> he did <laughs> <laughs> that. We don't have to do now. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Dirk. Wow, Dirk, that rules! Thank you so much. Keep them, keep those reviews coming in. Hot yeah. about John? I actually misheard him. I thought sorry to interrupt. I thought he said he watched The Beast Must Die, which is like an uh, old British <laughs> sci-fi movie. I think. Yeah that I've always wanted to see. Uh, so I was confused. And then he said Mark Singer. I was like,
0: oh wait, he's talking about Master." <laughs> you're like you're like Googling like crazy was Mark Singer in the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what... I was like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mark Singer, he was... Uh, th- later on in life, he did a stint on uh, Young and the Restless. He played like this stalkery type character who kidnaps... By- maybe it was Victor Newman he kidnapped... And uh, wow. I always I always think back to my Beastmaster days when I see Mark Singer. Hope he's doing okay. John Amos in that too. movie from, uh, you know, McDowell's restaurant coming to America wears like this thong type <laughs> apparatus. Whoa. You can see John Amos's
1: oh, A-cheeks. Oh, yeah. I've definitely seen that. That rules. John Amos rules. Yeah, he does.
0: He's a legend. All right. One last voice mail. Let's get to it. Yo, what's up, Bat and Spider boys? You know, long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, I fucking love
1: Shivers. <laughs> I fucking love the show. And
0: if I could suggest one film for you guys to check out. One film that me and my brother watched late at night, Friday night, in our dad's apartment on LRA Network back when... We used to have TV. It was an Italian horror movie, but also an Italian Mad Max ripoff. I don't hear a lot of people talk about. It, it was called Rats, Night of Terror. All right. Keep it good work, boys. Bye. But-
1: wow. What was that called? Rats? Rats. Night of Terror? Night of Terror. Rats. Oh, here it is. 1984. Whoa. Great poster. Oh, Yeah. Rat's not entero. <laughs> <laughs> uh directed by Bruno Mattei. I've definitely heard that name before. Oh yeah, this is very much up our alley. This this should definitely go on our oh, list. Oh
0: man, look at this. Ooh.
1: Oh man. Yeah. Set 225 years after nuclear holocaust in 2015, modern day, survivors are divided between those who live comfortably in underground cities and new primitives who live in the sunlight a group of 11 of these blah 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 i'm guessing there's rats involved
0: yeah <laughs> oh <Otavano> man <laughs> <laughs> Whoa,
1: there's characters named chocolate and video yes oh that's cool
0: that's the oh that's cool names for-
1: god we're way past 2015 we should have tons
0: of kids running around named video dale yeah Really. My God. Uh, about a biker gang that find themselves trapped in an abandoned research lab fighting for their lives against hordes of bloodthirsty killer rats. Oh. Oh, that's way better than this man, one. Man. Oh, yes. Oh, God. Dear listener who called in, uh, thank you for the call, first of all. Thank you so much. Mystery Caller. Is this a mystery yeah, caller? Yeah, they didn't leave their name, but if you want to email back or call back, leave, leave us your name. If you have an Instagram handle, whatever. Um, do so please thank you so much for the call and the recommendation
1: yeah thank you so much and hop on hop in that discord yeah um thank you so much for i mean what a pleasure that is to hear someone say can call themselves
0: a long-time listener I know. first-time so caller sweet. wow that rules christian fremont as noah as chris fremont <laughs> this is this looks fantastici
1: bruno Matei. i know i've heard that name
0: Oh, you know why? Because I think I just watched something from Bruno Mattei. Oh. I just watched a movie called Hell of the Living Dead, which he directed.
1: Oh, wow! Yeah. Oh, he directed this movie, um, <laughs> Shocking Dark, also known as Terminator Two, <laughs> <laughs> that I've always wanted to oh, see. Oh my god! I've been obsessed with this poster because it's like a you know it's it looks like it, Terminator yeah. Two, but it was made in 1989.
0: You yes. Know? Oh my god. Oh my god, you know what else he directed? I my friend have the DVD sitting on my desk from a mail call. Holy crap. Severin Films' Cruel. Cruel Jaws. Amazing. I didn't watch it yet. I'm watching it on Friday. So, yeah, this is this is bat and spider quality material. It's going on the list, Chuck.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. This yeah, definitely. This is a this is quite a pick. I'm
0: excited beautiful uh so thank you again for that voicemail uh we it means so much to us that you would do that and call in thank you so that's it for this week that's it's not it chuck i tricked you i tricked (laughs) you like you tricked me huh i tried to get out of it you did you can't hide from me so
1: uh i'm hoping this is one that you haven't seen so i've been on a kick of watching some older stuff um so i want to i want to i want to do that for us for the show yeah. This is a movie I've never seen. I've only I've seen the remake of this movie. Um, this is uh, produced by Val Luton, a pretty notorious uh, film producer. Directed by Jacques Tournier. This is 1942's Cat People. Have you seen Cat People, Dale?
0: I definitely have not seen the 1942 version of Cat People. Okay. I definitely saw the 1982 version. Probably when I was too young to see Cat People.
1: That's by a. Uh, that's by Paul Schrader, one of my favorite film directors. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't really I didn't really like it too much, but um but yeah, I'm excited. Cat People. It's a pretty legendary movie, I think. It's uh I don't know. I don't know if you call it like the second wave of horror that it sort of kicked off like um after like the the big universal monsters. Okay. Um and it's more like I think it was RKO the studio, but a little mm. you know, lower budget, I think. Yeah. Um yeah, it was RKO. Um, but yeah, cat people, uh, an American man marries a Serbian immigrant who fears that she will turn into a cat person of her homeland's fables if they are intimate together. Whoa. That checks off a lot of, uh, 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 bat and spiders boxes, uh, cats mm-hmm. and sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so let's get into it. Um, and this is, a let's see. You might have to rent this guy if you don't own it anywhere, or if you're if you subscribe to the Criterion Channel, it is on there. That was fun. That was great.
0: It's like it's like three in the morning
1: now. <laughs>
0: it's I mean that's my that's on May Chuck. I place that squarely. No, my no, shoulders. no,
1: no, no. I'm feeling good. I had a green tea before we recorded. Okay, just what I needed. It was great.
0: Just what I needed. <laughs> Dale, I'm excited to watch Cat People with you. Me too, Chuck. Until then, you're Bat, I'm Spider. I'm the Machine,
1: you're Brit Floyd.
0: (laughs) We're just pigs on the wing.
1: theme song was created by toby forsman of whipsong music find out more at whipsongmusic.com
0: did you hit stop already i'm hitting stop <laughs> no i, oh, I forgot <laughs> i'm gonna leave that in did you hit stop already i'm hitting stop
1: we're recording pink floyd cast next right